Welcome back to Talk Talk. Here's a quick episode for you. Just after we finished recording the last episode, I sat with Kevin and we continued talking. And so I thought, hey, I'll just quickly record this as we were talking about what was interesting about all six of the titles and some potential pitfalls that you guys might run into if you're writing your TOK essay this year. So I hope you enjoy this quick episode and you find it useful. Thanks a lot. Now that we just finished talking about it, I really like Mm -hmm. Title Mm V. I I initially didn't like it that much because I just felt like it was so limited with the visual representation part of it. Mm -hmm. But now I can see how it it might open up and have some... My initial favorite was the bubbles because it Mm -hmm. was so... um, Like the idea of a bubble that can pop and can... uh, You can see through it. You might not be able... Or, or like that we might exist within these kind mm. of vacuum mm-hmm. spaces where voices are excluded. Yeah. Um, and and uh, like I like I said, I think the the I think this is a really important question to to consider. And over the last you know ten fifteen years, especially with social media, mm. right? What we have seen is the importance of of how we can be trapped in this whole whole bubble, right? Mm. Um, and and you know we we. We, have, we all have our own echo chambers. Or we hear back the, the kind of only opinions that, that agree with, with what we want. So I think this is really important to, 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 to consider. But, um, and I think another thing that's really important is actually, you know, bubbles are also really significant as well. Yeah, They're like protected yeah, spaces, yeah. Right? Okay? right? And sometimes you need a bubble to exist for um, sort of a controversial or a different idea to, to at least get a start because maybe that different idea that challenges the norm, right, needs this mm. little protected space, right, where it can kind of grow and fr- thrive without just being stumped on by yeah. sort of orthodox thought. Makes me think of like the boy in the bubble where they're like protecting him from any kind of germs so yeah. that he can survive, yeah. right? Yeah. Until he gets, I, I think eventually, did he? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But then you were but, saying something about the, the way yeah. you like the so phrasing. The, 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 I guess I have a sort of a bit of an issue with question three in the way that it's phrased and more of an issue with question four. So I think, you know, in terms of, in terms of the, you know, I think, kind of students are going to love talking about bubbles and these ideas of bubbles yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, and the way in which bubbles can influence the, the knowledge that we have and, and you know, uh, maybe a good thing or a bad thing. But, you know, what you've got to focus on is the does it matter part because that's yeah. really what the question is asking, yeah. right? Um, and then, and therefore, does it matter to who, how, in what yeah. ways, right? Uh, and, you know, does it matter... You know, I think I think that does it matter will also prompt us. To me, it always sounds a little bit negative. Okay, you know, does it matter? Yes, it matters because voices will be excluded, right? Yeah. Yes, it matters because in a, in a bubble you're not getting a complete picture. Yeah. But it could also matter in a positive way, and I and I fear that I fear that the phrasing of the question will won't will nudge students away from that positive stuff. Like the I said, voices excluded. Are, I I mean, I think mm. like especially if they're like negative voices, that would be a good thing. And it does matter. Yeah. You do need to exclude yeah. negative voices, like those kind of voices that tear you down if, if what you're doing is difficult and on the edge. Yeah. But then also it's the, the you know, um, marginalized yeah. voices as well. Oh, and also going back just a little bit to the conversation we had about visual representations and simplifications, right? You know, part of what we do in schools is create these little bubbles where we don't tell you everything, oh, right? right yeah. Because if we tell you everything, boom, it's, it's just too much. overwhelming. It's too yeah. much, right? So sometimes we need a bubble to say, look, okay, there's, there's, there's all this other stuff, mm. right? But, but actually here we're just going to focus on this, okay? Uh, and it's not everything and it's not complete, yeah. but it's a little bubble where you can start to acquire knowledge and skills. Um, so that when you leave this bubble, you're more prepared to deal mm. with all the rest of the information that was out there all along. So your issue also, you had an issue with Title IV and the phrasing. Yeah. Do you agree that it is astonishing? 
Yeah. You didn't like that part. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, so again, I mean, I think a good question, right? Exploring the relationship between knowledge and power. But for but Title Four, yeah, for Title yeah. Four, this is right. But you can't just talk about knowledge and power because what this question is actually asking, right, is do you agree that it's, that it's astonishing, astonishing, right? So Gosh, it's the, the astonishing nature of yeah. this relationship between knowledge and power. Because you might well agree, right? So a perfectly valid answer to this is, well, I agree that so little knowledge gives you so much power, and that's completely unastonishing. Right? Yeah. That's so obvious, actually, given how yeah. important knowledge is. Yeah. And, you know, and this is fine, right, as an answer to this mm. question. But I think so many people are going to focus on that. Yeah, actually, it is really true that knowledge, a small amount of knowledge, can give you so much power. Mm. But that's not really what the question's asking. Yeah, it's it's not about the about... astonishing nature of that fact. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, and that's a bit, I think, that, that should It's a might secondary, get lost a like, unpacking that needs yeah, to happen. Yeah, there's two things the, going the, on here. In Title II, I quite like it because you can easily skip the four artists and natural scientists yeah. and just go right into which is more important, what can be explained or not explained, but yeah. it isn't about what's more important. Mm -hmm. It's for artists which is more important and yeah. for natural sciences. So it's a similar kind of secondary unpacking mm -hmm. that happens there, but I think that one's nice because it gives it a scope in which to discuss the, the idea of that which can be explained or cannot be explained. Yeah. Um, and the lens, it gives you the lens. So yeah. I, I think that one's quite nice. I like question two. I think question one, I mean, I think the, 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 the way the question is being asked is, is, mm. is really at that sort of first level, I think is really good. Necessary. Is, re is replicability necessary in the production of knowledge? Again, mm. like always in question five, you've got one of these sort of big, strong terms. Yeah. It's always easy, therefore, to find exceptions or explore yeah. sort of, well, in what ways might they be necessary? Are they necessary in different ways, different, in different contexts? What ways contexts? is it even possible in different contexts? Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, but... But we know what we're exploring, I think, with, yeah. with question one. Uh, I think title six is like where most TOK teachers are going to find themselves most comfortable because mm -hmm. like, it's just a to what extent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to what extent. The good old trusty TWE. Anyways. Hey, I'll go on, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I think with to what extent questions, I never really like to what extent questions. Yeah, what's the it's like answer? a great extent. Yeah, to a large, to a really significant extent, to a minor to extent. To no extent. I think, I mean, I think the problem with to what extent questions is to answer them interestingly, you actually have to not answer the question. Yeah. Right? And then what you actually have to say is, well, look, these are the ways in which yeah. knowledge, um, uh, it, the knowledge we produce is determined by our methodologies, right? Yeah. And, and then, you know, kind of explore the ways in which it is true, ways in which it isn't. And then at your conclusion, you can say, well, look, we found all of these ways in which it is true and all of these ways in which it's not. So actually, it yeah. seems like it's a large extent. But it's basically to like a 72 to 76% extent. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right? how can you ever put a number on these things, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that those, that it's funny because like kids, yeah. you know, you see memes about TOK and that yeah. one, the to what extent. In what other, do you ever hear the words to what extent yeah, in your yeah. daily life outside no. of TOK? So I often no, think, good, I often think like in what ways is actually, mm. is, is Yeah, it's a similar way of asking that It's a slightly question. different question and you've still got to actually obviously answer the question that they've given you. But, but I think in what ways is more interesting. That title is lovely too. Like the yeah. knowledge we produce is determined by the methodologies we use. Well, and I what, think that's like, yeah. it's just a nice one to unpack like yeah. the role of different ways we do things yeah. in order to understand and know things. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think there are two things that I really like about this one. The first is that so often we don't question the methodology, right? Yeah. You know, in, in science, for example, or in maths, right? There's, there's ways that we do science, there's ways that we do maths, and those are just the ways that we do things. Mm. Uh, and 
we don't really stop to consider well hang on a minute is 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 what we're looking well is, is what we're looking for what we find sorry um shaped by the process that we went through when we were looking mm. for that thing and mm. how important is the methodology um in shaping the knowledge that we kind of we get because we don't tend to question methodology right i think that's one thing i really like about it and yeah. the other thing i really like about it is that it might also kind of prompt discussions about subjects where we don't usually think of as there being a methodology so we obviously know yeah. there's a scientific methodology but what's the artistic methodology mm. right and if you think about the processes that artists go through when they create work and the processes that critics and audience members or readers yeah. or viewers or whatever go through when they consume or they respond to those works of art there is something like a methodology or a mm. process there right mm. so i think it can prompt some really interesting conversations about subjects when where we don't usually feel that there's a methodology. Mm. Arts is one. Maybe mathematics is another in yeah, some ways, yeah. right? Um, I feel like the, the art and math methodology is, is some, it has something to do with like a quiet room in an attic with a cup of coffee all through the night, like multiple cups. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the method, right? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you're an artist, so you'll be able to tell me much, much more about that, right? Um, no, yeah. I, I... Yeah. Cool, thanks for Great. the bonus episode. That was good. <laughs> no problem. Thank you.